we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. And welcome to show number 353, and I got to immediately... That is halfway to 400 it's, already. It's so awesome how you've got that figured I out. Dude, I've worked this math to out the number. before yeah. the show every to week, number. and I it's know great. exactly and how I appreciate, halfway to 400 we are. I appreciate your efforts in this uh, in this uh, behalf. So. I are math. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to know. Um, so we can waste no time introducing our special guest uh, this week on the show. He is uh, singer and songwriter Chris Collins. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So Chris provided us with a new version just now. I love it. Of the Smoking and Toastin' so cool. opening uh, theme song. And, you know, the only higher honor than being asked to perform your own version of the Smoking and Toastin' theme song would be to perform your own version of the Drinking News theme song. And, and you know, maybe... Maybe next time we have you on, you know, we can uh, we can go there. Right on. <laughs> All right. right so, on. so Chris, welcome to the show. Ian uh, basically hipped me to you uh, a while back because he uh, he became aware that you had released a, an entire CD that was essentially about whiskey and cigars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I was like, this sounds like you know, reminds me of when my wife introduced me to Ian. She goes, you'll like him. He smokes cigars and he likes uh, craft beer. I'm like, okay, I'm in. Uh, you know, so, so when Ian told me about your CD, I was like, well, sure, yeah, let me hear it. Uh, and so because this is you know such a, an important subject matter for you as you're performing your art, we thought uh, it'd be a great idea to have you come on the show and maybe do a couple of songs for us and talk whiskey and cigars and all the stuff we like to talk about here on the program. So. I am very honored. Uh, I I listened to a, a couple of episodes. This is immediately my favorite radio show. I mean, just instantly, I laughed my ass off. Um, oh, sorry. I know we got the new FCC rules, but you can say ass. That's okay. that's permitted. Yes, my, I'll, I'll keep it there. Yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, but yeah, we're all about craft beer, fine spirits, hand rolled cigars, and laughing our asses off. That's what we. Right? That's, that's what we like to do. So, uh, so Chris, welcome to the show. It is show number three hundred and fifty-three, uh, and we do want to say a huge thanks to last week's whiskey expert and questionable beer guy, Chris Hart. <laughs> Chris is who, great, Who uh, brought some amazing whiskeys. Of course, yes. And then we, if you missed the episode, 
go back and at least watch the first segment because we kind of snuck one in on him with the mystery beverage. That's so true. Was, and he spells little, Chris the right way. He, uh, yes, he does. So, and that's the same way you spell, right. spell it with a K. So, uh, you and him and Kringle, you all got that going. There for we you. go. So that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a good thing. Um, we have a lot to go over on the show today, in addition to some uh, what I'm hoping are going to be really fun musical interludes. Yep. Uh, we are going to be uh, tasting some beers from Evil Twin Brewing Company. This is the company out of New York, the brewery out of mm-hmm. New York, that always has they such like interesting names. Long names for their beers. But in this case, they went with just Greenhouse Spelt Lager. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's the name of it. Greenhouse Spelt, S-P-E-L-T, Lager. They are from uh, New York City, and they brew some really amazing beers. They're really kind of big into the IPA game, so it'd be interesting. it will be interesting to try a lager from these guys. It'll be the first time to do that. Speaking of IPAs, uh, from Odell Brewing Company, Fort Collins, Colorado, we'll be tasting their new limited release IPA, brand new, just came out, called Harvest Fresh. That sounds fun. So, yeah, that sounds fun. And then from Magnify Brewing Company, their imperial stout called Hungry. I don't think I know Magnify. They are from Fairfield, New Jersey. And I want to take just a moment, Ian, and get the bottle, because even though we're not going to do this one until later in the show. They sound big. I think you will... How cool is this bottle? I think the bottle will explain a great deal to you once you uh, <laughs> oh, nice. once you see it. So if you want to show that to the, uh, uh, yeah, that looks suspiciously familiar right? to me. And <laughs> and, and uh, wouldn't their whole ad campaign for Snickers about you're not yourself when you're hungry or right. something like that? Yeah. So so this is the Imperial Stout. That, that actually was a pretty funny ad campaign. Uh, yeah. it was, there was quite a few ones. Yeah. And then I realized as I was uh, as I was standing in the. Uh, as I was standing in my local specs, which is where I generally go to buy uh, things for us to taste on the show, and I'm standing in the aisles, I realized we have a tendency to do, uh, obviously, lots of whiskey. We have a tendency to do uh, lots of rum and lots of tequila. But sometimes we need to branch out a little more, and I thought, it's been maybe over a year since we've done a mezcal. So we're going to do a mezcal today. It is right. uh, the Nuestra Soledad Artisanal Mezcal from Osaka, and it's going to be... Uh, I think a, a, an interesting thing. I, I, I will easily admit I'm much more a fan of tequila than I am of mezcal. But that's kind of like saying I'm much more a fan of non-peated whiskey than I am of peated whiskey. But there are still times where it's the right where thing. it's the right thing. And so that's what I'm hoping we'll uh, we'll discover today. I like uh, mm-hmm. I found that I like mezcal, and there's so many different flavors of mezcal, like, mm-hmm. like almost anything else. That if you try one. You kind of get the idea of what they are, but that, that doesn't mean that's the only tequila, flavor. But, right, of but it's it, not right. the only thing. Absolutely. So, we'll uh, we'll be getting to that and uh, and doing all that tasting on the program. We have lots of cigars to be on the lookout for. Some really interesting things are uh, coming out, and we have a list. I think you might find this interesting: the five most expensive cigars in the world. <laughs> and these are not like, you know, one that. Winston Churchill smoked or something like that. These are actual at like, retail. You can go buy one. You can go buy one expensive cigar. If you have the money. If, exactly. Uh, <laughs> plus, there's been a slowdown in the Austin craft beer scene. Austin's right, you know, just up the highway from us. Mm-hmm. They get uh, a lot of attention in when it comes to craft beer because Austin's the hip, you know, more college-oriented town. I went to school there. Um, I get it. I've for a long time been proclaiming that the craft beer scene here in our city of Houston is actually superior to the Austin. It's, it's more diverse. Scene. That's, yes, that's I, I really I really believe that. But I will say <clears throat> that Austin's craft beer scene is slowing down and there's some uh, some uh, places closing. We'll talk about that. Um, whereas I think 
uh, the craft beer scene in our city is still going pretty much full steam still ahead. Still cooking. Yeah. I mean, we got uh, places still opening up. Yep, still opening up. So so we'll talk about all of that on the program. And, of course, we'll be bringing you the segment that everyone seems to know and love, or at least is scared to admit that they don't. Uh, it's uh, our segment we call Drinking News. And today's Drinking News teaser headline... Gee, officer, is that a gun in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Today's drinking news coming up later on in the program. We also, by the way, very excited about this, have to welcome a, uh, a new affiliate, and I'm uh, really, really excited about this one. And I know what you're going to say right away. You're going to say two words. You're going to say road trip. Uh, but our newest affiliate is 990 AM WSGO in New Orleans, Louisiana. That's awesome. Yes. I'll go. Very exciting. Yes. Nobody's not in for that trip. <laughs> right. you know, that's just... Uh, uh, but seriously, it would be a perfect time for us to go maybe, I don't know, maybe visit Parrish in Broussard, uh, mm. Parrish Brewing, or NOLA in New Orleans. That's a great brewery. And uh, I would say we'd go visit Urban South. We got one, like, right in our backyard, too, because they opened up a, a Houston yes. location, which we should do that as well. So, uh, anyway, lots of lots of cool things to come, but really excited about being on the air in perhaps one of the most drinking-oriented cities in the United States, if not the world, New Orleans, Louisiana. Yes. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has a story about drinking in New Orleans. Oh if God. you don't, then you really were drinking in New Orleans. <laughs> or you, or you <laughs> haven't been. you don't been. remember it. Or you haven't been. So, uh, so crazy busy week, a lot of things going on. Ian, I'm wondering if you had the opportunity to smoke anything interesting I this did. Week. I, I stopped by uh, Casa de Monte Cristo. Uh, Casa? Casa de Monte Cristo this morning. <laughs> Years of wild You hablo the Espanol. <laughs> I'm not so good with French. Oh, um, cigars. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just got back from L.A. <laughs> so, uh, so I stopped by and picked up uh, the new HVC selection number one, mm -hmm. selection number one actually. Mm -hmm. um, this uh, the size was uh, five and five eighths by forty six, with a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, uh, Nicaraguan binder, uh, and uh, filler from Esteli and Jalapa uh, regions of Nicaragua. The appearance on this kind of a medium brown wrapper with some veins, leathery and oily, uh, with a red and gold band. You can see it in the picture right over here. Mm -hmm. um, the prelate sniff on this earthy barnyard hints of sweet coffee at the foot. Um, the prelate draw. I used a punch and cracked the cap immediately mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. Like it just—I barely touched it, and it just—that was a little frustrating. Um, yes. I went ahead and finished the punch. It actually worked out okay. I had a—I um, had a little bit of a leak. You know, when you're dressed mm -hmm. like kind of having a slightly yeah. leaky straw or something like that. Totally understand. Um, but uh, the initial uh, uh, the initial um, draw on this, uh, fruity and sweet with a touch of uh, fresh cut hay. The initial light, big, toasty, and coffee notes with a pepper backbone. The retro hails black pepper, cayenne, and cedar. The first third of the cigar, loads of smoke, even with a slight leak from the cracked cap. Earthy and spicy <laughs> with notes of cayenne, cedar, toast, and a touch of fruity sweetness, all on a bed of black pepper. Retro hail is black pepper, cayenne, and cedar, solid ash, good burn. The second third of the cigar, the leak at the uh, crack that I had kind of went away. I guess it uh, swelled up enough from the moisture. Yeah, and sometimes the moisture will, yeah, will, yeah, um, yeah. And, and warming up, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I got toast, I got <clears> leather, I got... Um, creamy coffee sneaking into the palate, adding to the touch, adding uh, a touch of complexity to the overall um, flavors on this cigar. Retro hails peppery uh, with toast and cedar, solid ash, good burn. The last third of this cigar, 
Uh, sweet, fruity flavors move forward along with uh, Cedar and Toast. Cayenne backs off and cinnamon appears uh, with white pepper. Uh, leather and earth remain strong. Very full strength cigar. Uh, this don't don't go after this if you like really light cigars. This is mm, okay. This is a big one. Um, very full strength. Retrohale is sweet and peppery and cedar. Solid ash, good burn. This cigar comes in at eight dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. I probably would have given it a slightly higher rating <coughs> if I didn't crack it immediately. I hate when I do that, and and, and I don't know, like I, you know, I punch a lot of cigars, so I don't generally think it. I have a bad technique at it or anything, but either way, I gave it a five. There even are at that. some rappers though. There's five some, and a half or some rapper that's thinner though, and yeah. and that leaf being thinner makes it easier for that cracking to happen. Yeah. So, but uh, this and it smoked okay. I didn't have I didn't have much issue with it. So like I said, solid five, five on us at eight fifty. That's a that's uh, a decent price for a decent cigar smoked for a whole hour. Oh, very good. So I'll get to my cigar in the next uh, segment. But I wanted to take a quick minute before the end of this one uh, to taste the mystery beverage you pour. You brought and poured this. I have no idea what it is, although it looks. It looks like a barley wine, but uh, but what, I don't know that it what is. What are you smelling? I mean, maple. it could be. It's very maple. <laughs> yeah, there's some maple going on there, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, this is my first Liquorous. try on this as well. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, no. Ooh, no? Ooh, no. No. That is not interesting good. taste. Yeah, I, I get it, mm. but this is not to my palate at all. <laughs> no. it, I'm it, fine with this. The, the, if a cack... It's. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what you take to if you're trying to make yourself yes, vomit? Bro, yes. Yeah, that may be what this is. This may do uh, it. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't like it at all. It what just is tastes, it? It's just like burnt caramel and maple uh, maple syrup. Yeah, but but what is it? Belgian uh, waffle. Belgian it's, well, it waffle does, from urban yes, south. Okay. That's well, I the love burnt, me some the urban toast. south, That's, but wow, yeah. I do not like this beer. Thanks at for doing all. that on Stranger Things Day because yeah. it's like waffles, you know, for Stranger Things Day. <laughs> and it's Stranger like Things it. Day today. See, you guys. All right, well, here. here. You guys just don't like good beer. You can Come have on. some. There you go. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toastin' show number 353. Our program's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Our guest this week is none other than Mr. Chris Collins, who will be singing more about whiskey and cigars on the program as uh, as we go. So I'm looking forward to that, because he's got a whole album about or, or disc or what, what, what do you call it what do you call it like in in the digital world when you like release it to it's still, yeah, it's spotify still a and say, is it still, still a record, record? yeah yeah still a uh, record you uh, broke my record when i was a kid we'd go to record stores and that was really cool uh, you know like remember leafing through mm-hmm. the oh, bins yeah uh, you still can do it by the way there's a new one that opened up uh on main street in downtown uh, right, right, right here, and it's like right down there. You can take the train to it and everything. It's, uh, I know, I, w- I was walking by there last week, and the, they've got this huge. Their sign is basically this hugely blown up picture of a bunch of vinyl album sides, like the sides awesome. of the of the. Co- I know covers. there's a what is it? Sig's Lagoon had a bunch of yeah. records over there, over there yeah. by the Continental Club and stuff. That's pretty, pretty a cool. lot of retro stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So let me tell you about my cigar for this week. I smoked the Espinosa La Raña Reserva Azuelo. Toro. That's easy for you to yeah. say. <laughs> to start off with, by the way, I realized that I promised to stop doing this so much. I picked up this cigar in the humidor at Cigar Town when mm-hmm. we were there uh, last month uh, for the show, and it's been sitting in my humidor looking pretty, calling my name ever since then. Uh, what I did not know, and I understand it if you choose not to believe me, 
was the origin of this cigar. <laughs> I just knew that I didn't remember having had one before, so I thought I'd, you know, I'd be good, good to grab one, smoke it, talk about it on the show. <laughs> what I did not know <laughs> is that the Espinosa La Rancha Reserva Azuejo is blended and rolled at the San Latano factory in Nicaragua, owned and operated by one A.J. Fernandez. I think I think uh, he's going to have to get a restraining order. Yeah, well, listen, I, I'll You're admit, such a fanboy. I'll admit I am an A.J. fanboy, but no, I didn't mean to smoke and talk about yet another A.J. blend. I mean, Again, that guy has his hands everywhere, though. But by the time I found out that this had been... You know how there was that TV show, Touched by an Angel? Yes. This is Touched by AJ. I'm pretty touched sure because he touches a lot of scenes in the <laughs> yes. cigar. He's back there plotting right now, That's how true. will I get Cruz to smoke another? <laughs> and he'll pull it off, too. That's the damned thing of it. Anyway, by the time I knew this was Touched by AJ, I'd already punched it and lit it and taken the first several puffs, so point of no return or something like that. Uh, this cigar uses uh, Nicaraguan fillers, Brazilian uh, Arapicara binder, and an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, and the word as is used to per, uh, describe the bluish glaze uh, that's used in Portuguese architecture. Mm. And you can see some of that color on the band, by the way, right here, as well as on the cloth, cloth band on the foot of the cigar. A very pretty cigar, dark Maduro brown, box pressed, a nice uh, packaging presentation. I picked up notes of bundled hay, tea leaf, and barnyard, very vegetal on the pre-light. Cold draw was a little more earthy, and it whetted my appetite for the flavors of this cigar, but it was not at all what I was expecting when I lit it. Uh, no initial pepper blast, no deep earthiness, but a more vaginal note, much like the pre-light had, it was the dominant thing right at first. It did settle down after a moment, and then a very savory, meaty note kind of established itself, along with the expected black pepper <clears throat> that's so ubiquitous in Nicaraguan tobacco, which, by the way, I love. And one of the first things I realized about this one, less than a half inch into the first third, is that it was going to be a big, strong cigar. Big in flavor, big in intensity, definitely not a cigar for beginners. I was actually a little worried uh, that it was going to be so strong that it would mask any kind of complexity that tobacco might offer. But as it turned out, I needn't uh, have worried. A creamy sweetness started to show itself about halfway through the uh, first third, and it balanced things out very nicely with savory notes of charred meat. Think of it the way a creamy bite of mashed potatoes whipped with a lot of butter complements a perfectly prepared steak. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. <laughs> Second third, the cigar had become more complex. A hit of meat, some nutty flavors, a note of black coffee. Strength remained at 11, but the flavors came through. Definitely my kind of full-bodied cigar. The final third showed no signs of mellowing out. It even made me a little bit lightheaded, but in a nice sort of way. Reminded me of my college days. <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot about my college days, but I do remember being lightheaded much of the time. And I remember this one girl named Cinnamon, but that's another story for another time. Uh, I'll compare this one to one of AJ's other stronger blends, like the New World, but this is a very different experience. Less earth and pepper, more meaty notes, and uh, baking spice. Uh, uh, construction was great. At 10 to $11, I found it very much worth it, but I can't stress enough how strong this cigar was. I'm still lightheaded. If you prefer lighter-bodied smokes, avoid this one like the plague, but if you don't mind a stick that'll punch you in the face and still deliver big flavor, I recommend it highly. Price to quality six, and we'll be right back. It's Smoking and Justin. Oh, welcome back. It's Smoking and Justin. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I, I just want to go back to this mystery beverage that Ian brought that we sampled in the first uh, in the first break. 
I think it could be really good, but but it feels like maybe you know something that was left in the oven too long. Like no if beer they, left behind. If they'd taken it out of the uh, uh, you know the you know the the brew, <laughs> where, wherever they apply the most heat, what part of the brewing process is that? If they'd taken it out five minutes earlier, it would have been good. Yeah. You know? Just taking it off the stove just a little earlier. It just it just feels like it's burnt. Or eat it with some hash browns. Yeah. It's a it's a very burnt caramel. It (laughs) It is is a very burnt caramel, but I don't think it's bad. I like like it. I'm drinking it. He's ready for some hash browns with it. I actually see the chunks in there if you look close. Like if you're talking about like a creme brulee. You don't have to look close. They're big. You don't have to look close. Ian loves chunky beers. And I mean beers with chunks in them. I, I don't understand why you like to chew your beer. <laughs> I like to chew my food and then drink my beer drink to wash your- it down. That's that's me. Speaking of drinking beer, I uh, mentioned at the top of the show that uh, Austin, Texas, which is one of the places that has been built up by the national media as having this great beer scene, things seem to be slowing down there. And in fact, one of the places that just closed in Austin is the Austin uh, Satellite Brewery and Tap Room for Oscar Blues. Really? Which is I, really I, I went there actually quite a few times. I really like that place. Yeah, yeah it, it was a great place. They had Oscar a great Blues. outdoor patio great area. Great place to yeah. sit out under the tree and have cigars yeah. and stuff. It was fantastic. Yeah, I was it just is, there. Like it, two months ago. No, on Metric yeah. Boulevard in Austin. It, it closed suddenly, and the brewery laid off all the employees. Now, the other, you know, the original Oscar Blues location, which I think is in Colorado, is that right? It's still yeah. open. It's still open. We, yep. need to, we need to get a hold of them and get them on the show and then see yeah. if he wants to give me a bike because they build bikes. <laughs> yeah, but according to uh, an article from CBS Austin, Oscar Blues joins a growing list of North Austin breweries that have closed in the past year and a half. Circle Brewing Company, Fourth Tap Brewing Collective, and Adelbert's Brewery have so all shut down Fourth as well. Fourth Tap and Adelbert's, I went to both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adel, uh, Fourth Tap, I went there with uh, my brother-in-law. <laughs> he lives out in that area. And uh, him and my sister live out in that area. And, um, and like, literally within a month it closed down. And then me and my wife went to Adelbert's, which is out outrageously good beer and like right after we left almost they closed the doors not yeah. really like that soon but like right. within but, a few weeks within a few weeks yeah yeah it's crazy it, it's when just a Ian left <laughs> like they just shut okay, the doors this beer is him. too good that you have it. to close well no what it was is ian was there and like we had a really good day but he's gone he doesn't live here so we're not going to be seeing that kind of sales for the next several weeks and i don't think how else are we going to get rid of yeah. our barley wines we'll, we'll never have a better customer we, we got to close right. Uh, I like that brewery. It was it was kind of a nondescript brewery in a yeah. uh, in a little um, uh, what do you call it? A uh, uh, little strip center, maybe not strip center, but uh, industrial center, oh, like industrial district. park. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And then, and right along that strip, there's like there's like six breweries right all all right along there, including Cellus, uh, which has got a beautiful place, and that's one of the oldest breweries in Austin. Well, yeah, but it's yeah. reopened kind of, so it's so, it's yeah. kind of an interesting thing. But their place is beautiful. Yeah, well, it's just interesting, uh, you know, obviously. Sometimes places like Austin that are considered to be so hip, everybody goes, oh, I'm going to go open a brewery in Austin. And maybe they did open more than the market was prepared to handle, you know, because, you know, it's only so many. And I think, you know, you think about a brewery like here in in Houston, for example, a brewery like Eighth Wonder, Mm -hmm. like they have been around for a while. They have great beers, but there's so many. Yeah, I almost picked that up instead of this today. So many new favorite, so many new breweries though, and those guys. They're not the biggest, but they're one of the bigger of the craft brew uh, craft breweries Uh in Houston. How do they keep 
like right on the forefront of your attention. Well, when so you got all these new places cropping too, up. Doing I new think too. I think some of those places, like their location, is so good too. <laughs> yeah, because they're in that area, right? Uh, just barely east of downtown, just on the other side of 59, where you can walk around. Edo. There's a bunch of places yeah. to go. There's food, Rodeo Goat, and, and the Secret Group, and all those other cool little places. Um, uh, the, the, the other breweries over there is... Uh, um, equal Parts. E- equal Parts is a little further, but uh, I'm yeah. talking about right across the street from them, but pretty much is... Um, uh, true anomaly. True anomaly. Yes. So like, there's mm-hmm. all these cool places. A great pizza place right there. All kinds of good stuff. And you know, the best thing about their location is that I can stumble home to my house from there. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. Welcome thing about to their Edo. Yeah. yeah, you just got to awesome. walk around that one that one building yeah. that uh that, 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 that George R. George Brown. George Brown you just got to walk around that one building. <laughs> <laughs> Gigantic building. That's a long walk, by the way. <laughs> Our guest is uh, singer and songwriter Chris Collins. Chris uh, did. Did he come to a place where you were performing? Is that how he met you? That's how he met me. I yeah. uh, I had a very uh, uh, high end, illustrious show at a place called uh, Maverick Outdoor Music. Oh, well, well there you go. Uh, it's, it's also it's a, a, tow truck a really yard. cool place. Yeah. Uh, the the owner owns a tow truck company. They build. That's kind of like they when, build the trucks that tow the big rigs. That's kind of like when yeah. Rudy Giuliani like, did that press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Remember, <laughs> I guess they thought they were booking a Four Seasons, and it was Four Seasons Total Landscaping, and it was it was in between a sex shop and like a bail bonds. But I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Look it up. Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Look it That's up. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, so uh, yeah, this, so was, this place, was, this place, the guy that owns it, he he <coughs> custom builds tow trucks. Like he's incredibly interesting, and wow. he has this big, super he would have to be, yeah. this big warehouse space that he does live shows. The shows from. are incredible. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. It's just the area is like, what? How is this here? <laughs> so were you there, like? Not because you knew he did songs about whiskey and cigars. I had no idea anyone was even playing there, to be honest with you. Uh, So this was such a happy circumstance. I walked in. Me and a a buddy of mine, both in, uh, in my brew club, well, we're looking for a place to hold uh, an event, mm-hmm. and we had heard about it. So we walked in, we talked to the guy, and uh, we decided ultimately that wasn't the place for the event. But uh, we sat and had beer and watched this guy play and absolutely loved it. Got to talk to him for a couple minutes afterwards as he was jetting out. He's like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what song it was that you uh, played that got against attention? Probably Whiskey and Cigars, I would imagine. That's great. Uh, maybe let's Fantastic. go with that one. Then I'm going to get our next beer while you do Whiskey and Cigars. Right on. All right, so yeah, this is uh, this is the title track off of uh, my 2016 release, and uh, that was my first full band album. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> I don't have my my band with me. I don't have a lead guitarist or my harmonica, so it's just going to be the, the verses. <laughs> Do you want me to just whistle? Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> what, 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 you're, you're going to be an E video. I don't. A lot of people don't know this, but that's actually Ian on Patience by Guns N' Roses. He's the whistler on that. No way, man. That's actually him. So you're in, you're in good hands or good lips, as the case may be. I did that when I was like 14 or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm getting tired. Smelling like beer and cigarettes I think I'll try The finer things in life Before it's gone 
Cause I've been smoking way too long And the beer, the beer, the beer is just not strong enough alone But whiskey and cigars are the gentleman's cologne I've had some thrills with pretty little pills and marijuana Give me one fine Cuban cigar And I'm grooving in a bar down in Havana Cocaine is fine As the line is long But when it's gone Yeah, when that blow is blown Well, you know Whiskey and cigars are the gentleman's blind man will tell you there ain't no thing like the scent of a woman and it's true all sugar and spice and oh so very nice but on my collar just ain't becoming so leave that perfume when you my room after the show when we're all all alone cause you know whiskey and cigars are the gentleman's cologne so leave that perfume yeah when you all alone with the lights down low it's whiskey and cigars are the gentleman's cologne oh yeah so have, I was, I was have you ever been accompanied by a ukulele? Oh, so first. So I, I just wanted to say, I, I had to laugh during the middle of it, and it wasn't because it didn't sound good, but all I could think of was, you know, looking at the CD cover and, you know, uh, solo, you know, whiskey and cigars, solo by, ti- uh, by uh, 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 Tiny Tim. Tiny yeah. Tim, yeah, exactly. That's all I could think of. Uh, so, uh, th- that what's was wild great, is I just got invited to the uh, Hawaii Songwriter Festival next May. Uh, so. uh, you'll you'll <laughs> encounter a few Get of those. More ukulele. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, while Ian pours his beer, let me ask you: yes. uh, if oh. if somebody just heard that and said, "Oh, oh my gosh, I, I, you know, this is something I want to be able to listen to," uh, where do they find your uh, disc? Either- Best place is uh, chriscollinsmusic.com, and that's K R I S. And Collins with a C. Collins with a C. ChrisCollinsMusic.com, and there's places they can buy it. Can it, can we stream it on the uh, streamers as well? You can stream it on Spotify, on Apple. Uh, just be aware there's another Chris Collins who spells his name with a K, but he also spells the last name with a K. Uh, so that's not That's you. the distinction. That's not so, me. So, uh, and we just want to, I do this a lot with, you know, when we're talking about uh, independent artists, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely stream their music. But if you like it, buy the music too, because this is yes. this the artist makes a lot more of the money when 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 you b- actually buy a physical copy or download. And if you go to uh, chriscollinsmusic.com, I do have physical copies for sale still of whiskey and cigars. So you can send that out to people. Those if numbers they are limited, but I do CD. have them. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I like. And it. the the timing of him reaching out to me was com- uh, so serendipitous because I've got a new album coming out next Monday. I love uh, that. November thirteenth. It's uh, it's called Lonesome Soul, and uh, it, it, I'm I'm just so proud of this album. I couldn't have imagined it. Coming is this going to be a full band or a solo? Guitar? This is a solo gig, but nice. uh, my producer and I uh, added some instrumentation to some of the songs. Some yeah. of them are just real stripped down, but I am I'm thrilled with love this. It. six songs. Absolutely love yeah. it. Uh, Want to make sure we get a chance to sample this beer before the uh, b- before the segment is up. This is from Evil Twin. It's their try at a lager or their you know the greenhouse spelt lager conditioned yeah. on American oak food uh, fooder fooders yeah. fooder fooders fooder. It's it's a spelled foudry, mm-hmm. but it's fooder and I, no, and I know that which is which sometimes when I look at it it's spelt lager. Spelt lager. Spelt lager. Good, good. <laughs> right? Leave it to the songwriter to find that instantly. Um, so, what do you think of this? It's definitely a different flavoring for a lager, isn't it? I, I like it. It's mm-hmm. got a weird. I'm trying to inhale it, actually. <coughs> Pardon it's, me. Um, it's the first lager I've ever it's, it's, had that I might think was a little bit dank. Got a chewiness to it mm-hmm. that I kind of like. And it's also got a brightness that, that kind of. Uh, kind of hits the middle of the palate and mm-hmm. then just drops out right like it doesn't linger like you'd think it would uh when you take a sip it's interesting it, it's the first lager i think i would ever accurately describe as having a little bit of the dank it's uh it's just interesting it's called a lager because it, it kind of reminds me of lumberjack sweat <laughs> they were probably originally going to call it that, knowing that it's in the twin, because uh, they're good with the names. Do you like I do, this? I do like it, actually. Yeah. It's a, it's I do, really too. Good. It's very different for a lager. It's it's maybe not as mainstream. It's probably not as friendly as most lagers when yeah, it comes to, if you're not a craft beer person, this one might not be your favorite. But I got to say, I like how different it is. I yeah. can't I, stop sipping it. Right, really I like it's, it's, it's There's an interesting thing going on there. The that, Doritos effect yeah. is, in, is, <laughs> in, full is effect. in full effect. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, very interesting. Uh, leave it to Evil Twin. I love these guys. We haven't had one of their beers on the show in a long time, right. so I'm glad we were able to do This is uh, the shortest that name that they have for any yes, beer as far it is. as I know. Yes, it is. And I have a Another one, actually, that I just ordered that's on the way from them that may be the longest. So that'll be that'll be <laughs> fun when it gets I here. There was one I think a few Christmases ago that was something like being on a subway. Yeah, it was I like was, was I hate crazy. when the subway doesn't do exact change, but I do this or something. I don't know. It was it, it, that was the name of the beer, it was, and it was, yeah, it was very bizarre. It was a fabulous beer yes. too. It really was. All right, we got to take a break, and we will be right back at Smoking mm. and Toasting, episode number three hundred and fifty-three. We shall return halfway to four hundred. 
anyway. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Next week's show... Uh, Ian and I will be here in the studio, but I want to I want to give you a little preview of what we're going to be doing next week. Next week, if you are uh, a bourbon lover or maybe a bourbon novice, uh, next week's show would be a really good one for you to listen to because we're going to be discussing um, the important bourbon terminology so that you can talk about bourbon. Uh, and we'll do this you know, just ahead of the whiskey social. Good, you're going to so. teach me. In other yeah. words, you're going to teach me before exactly. I go, bourbon you take me to the whiskey social. Yeah, the well, nomenclature. So, bourbon nomenclature yeah. 101. Understanding. Don't say smooth. Yeah, right. There, oh, there's a perfect see? example. See, That's there you the go. kind of thing we're going to be talking about. got to teach me so that I don't look like a novice when I walk in. So <laughs> we're going to be, we're gonna, next, next week, the title of the show is Understanding All Bourbon Terminology, Including Bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the hole in the um yeah in the uh, yeah yeah we know uh, well, you, you had a dirty mind over there Terry I, I, I don't know I, I don't know I, where you, what were you guys hey, thinking look, Beavis and Butthead to me <laughs> <laughs> I am fire 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 uh, I so, uh, no we will the bunghole is a real thing in bourbon <laughs> he said and bung. it's a re- it's a real thing in a lot of things I suppose but anyway we'll be getting to it <laughs> next week uh, so, so you have a, that a couple, to look forward to a couple to. quick things uh, one is on that last beer. Uh, me and Chris were talking about it during the break. Yeah. We decided it has a champagne kind of note to oh, it. Oh, that's kind of interesting. It does, yeah. A uh, little bit of a champagne yeast kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. But I poured something new here. Yes. Harvest Fresh Limited Release from Odell. Yes, it's an IPA, and you mentioned that it's new. It is brand new. Like this it's just hit the shelves like a couple of days ago, I believe. Like, so, But uh, these guys at Odell do a lot of, they do the Mountain Fresh IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the do Drum the Drum Roll APA, uh, which, is which is a wonderful good, beer. Yeah. And they did one several years ago that was a seasonal release. I wish I could remember the name of it because it's my favorite Woo. they ever did. So I'm interested to see if we like this one uh, as Chris much. Chris seems to like is, it. He's, he's I, done I some research already. <laughs> this is a limited uh, release. We already know this. Uh, so Harvest Fresh. Oh, man. Wow. It's got you so You know how good much... their 90 shilling is? Yes, it's this wonderful. This is that kind of good. Yeah. In, in, a, uh, in an IPA. This is wow, so good. That really is good. They have... They have one IPA that's named after the hop picker. Remember that one? I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Somebody help. This is one I wish we this had shown This is them. one Still. of the better IPAs I think we've ever had on the show. Really? You're going to go that far? I'm going to go that far. This is up there with... This is up you, there with... Up there with Ghost like, in the Machine and Yellow Rose from... It's that uh, kind of good. It is really good. It's so good. good. And what's really funny good. is, like, on the nose, you get that hot Christmas, but once you take a sip, you get the fruit. And the citrus I'm fruit sorry. on here is Did you say just, hop Christmas? It sounded like Crispness. It. Crispness. Oh, okay. He did say I was Christmas. just saying, hop Christmas. Yeah. Hop Christmas. <laughs> that dude, that needs to be I a song. I started smelling for <laughs> pine needles. <laughs> Have a hoppy, hoppy Christmas. <laughs> it's the best time of... Yeah, you know, that's not a bad idea it's right It's the best there. time that's a good for commercial the jingle. <laughs> yeah. I think we're on to something See here. what we do here? Someone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be taken a lot this of ways. What do you think of it? I think it's wonderful. Now, I don't know if I would go as far as you. Is this as good as Ghost in the Machine? I, I had a Ghost in the I mean, Machine. Ghost in the Machine is so good. <laughs> I had a Ghost in the Machine at lunch the other day. But this is like 60 was, minutes. This just is, reminded me of this how is blown like away that I am kind of it. good. Like, it's in that. It, this, is, this is in that same ring, I think. It is really good. Well, listen, Odell. I don't know if I've had a beer from those guys that I didn't think was just outstanding. And it's easy. 
to kind of forget about them because they've been around for a while and they're you know they're not like the the trendiest newest thing. But aren't they uh, employee owned or at least partially employee owned, if I remember correctly? Which makes the creativity make a lot of sense, you know, if, yeah. if they are, in fact, employee owned. I'll have to go back and look at that, but I, I believe that's true. They're out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and get this while you can. It's the reason I wanted to bring it on right away, because this is only going to be available for uh, for a limited time. It says, uh, uh, um, brewed with harvest fresh pellets, uh, grown mm. by Roy Farms. Uh, yeah. Let's see, unparalleled freshness from field to pellet in 36 hours. Wow, wow. it, it so, does taste so really they're, fresh. They're doing the freshest hops they can possibly. You know when you uh, when you go to a brewery and you get an IPA like right from the tap there at yes. the brewery, and it's just got that amazingly fresh uh, flavor. That's mm. that's what this reminds me of. This I'd, is I'd shower in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's some pretty good stuff. It's, so yeah. so. Grab it. Did want to mention, by the way, for those of you who are listening at one of our affiliates who uh, only takes the first hour of the show, that you can hear the rest by going to YouTube or to Instagram or uh, checking us out on any of the other socials that you uh, like to enjoy us on. But uh, you do want to hear the second hour of the show because there's going to be more music from Chris Collins and there's going to be drinking news. And that, my friends, should not be missed. Cheers, y'all. I'm going to drink a little more of this while we go to break. It's really good. So good. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. I was uh, was watching back one of the previous shows on YouTube uh, uh, last week, and I noticed that every time the camera comes on me, it seems like I'm always smiling when we're doing the show. It's you know it's a funny thing, that and it's a Monday. Sense, we it? record yeah. this on a we Monday. We record so. it on a Monday, exactly. Yeah. So what a way to make the beginning of the week awesome. <laughs> That's right. Uh, by the way, look this up. In 2015, the Odell family founders of Odell Brewing sold the majority of the company to its co-workers. Now the co-owners in a combined management buyout and employee stock ownership program. Since the beginning, according to this uh, news article I'm reading from, the people who helped build Odell Brewing Company have acted like owners. So we had a fantastic Odell IPA. Uh, it's their, uh, what's the name of it, Ian? You got the can over there. Let me make sure we get this right. Uh, it is called Fresh. Harvest Fresh. It's a limited release, and it literally just hit the shelves this last week. So, so, so good. Very so, good. Yeah. So it's so good, good, and you need to buy it. Uh, you need to buy it. Yes, while you go can. buy this now. It's so good. So Ian's pouring some of our mezcal. We're going to try today, and while he passes that around, I was thinking, Chris, maybe you could lay another song on us here, since we've got a singer-songwriter in studio. Let's take advantage of this and and milk as much free right. music out of you as we possibly can. Absolutely. If you don't mind, I'm going to do a new one off the new album. Love, yes, love please. It. Yeah. This is uh, uh, one of my favorite songs I've written, and uh, it's a completely true story now. Uh-oh. Some of the lines can be interpreted a certain way, but it's a completely true story. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Born Famous. I was born famous, I'm just waiting on the world to notice Wandered aimless, like the lines of a wannabe poet Wrote some damn good songs, I just wish the charts would show it Yeah, I was born famous, I'm just waiting on the world to notice 
Texas born and Houston raised, it took note all over the Lone Star State. Set our fireworks in Austin the night I was born. True story. Marvin Zinn came to meet me, I was on the six Said your father was a man like few exist You make him proud and take care of mama now I said no problem, I was born famous I'm just waiting on the world to notice Wandered aimless like the lines of a wannabe poet Wrote some damn good songs, I just wish the charts would show it Yeah, I was born famous, I'm just waiting on the world to notice Always taking the chance to bring a fan on stage Wore sharp white shoes, but they were all the rage Been ahead of the curve so long, I'm racing alone Shared the stage with Flo Rida, opened doors for Vince Played for the Jonas Bros in Vegas, but ain't heard back since Guess they didn't get the memo, they figure it out on their own That I was born famous, I'm just waiting on the world to notice Wandered aimless, like the lines of a wannabe poet Wrote some damn good songs, I just wish the charts would show it. Yeah, I was born famous, I'm just waiting on the world to notice. You know, in the business, we call this the breakdown. You know, people tell me, Chris, you're really, really good. Probably one of the best that we've ever heard. I get it all the time. It's embarrassing. And they say, Chris, with a gift so strong and a voice so pure, how has fame and fortune for you not yet occurred? And I have to tell them the truth. And I say... Fame's as fickle as she always was But I ain't into playing games like she does Yeah, we got close a time or two But I had to let her go to save my soul and my lonesome soul don't need her Cause I was born famous Just waiting on the world to notice It hasn't been painless I got some hard-earned scars to go with it Wrote some damn good songs I just wish the charts would show it I was born famous I'm just waiting on the world to notice I was born famous, I'm just waiting on the world to notice. Sweet. Thank you. That's that really, was seriously, that's really, really awesome. good. Thank you. Thank really, really good. Um, so awesome. Before we get even a second further down the road, mm -hmm. this is from a new album that new is album. about to come out. Is that right? Next Lonesome week, Soul, said. November 13th. November That'll 13th. That'll be on all the streaming platforms. Uh, Chris Collins, C R I S 
Or sorry, you can't spell his Like Phil Collins. So if you're hearing the show, unrelated uncle. If you're hearing the show on the day of release, that's just two days away. That's right. So yeah. So go, uh, go and find it. I, I I love what you played for so far. Of course, I love the whiskey and cigar stuff, but this this is great too. It's Thanks, really man. and it all Fantastic. it all kind of file, falls sound wise for me into that sort of whiskey and cigars style of of music. What do you think that is? Like, what is? I mean, it, I think of it, blues a little bit. Blues, I think of, there's also a touch of Texas. Uh, so Texas I've called country. it Texas soul. Yeah, and yeah, right. uh, that's you know I don't know if I'll ever get a trademark, but that's what I've been using to describe <laughs> the music for 12 yeah. years. Yeah, and it, and it Texas fits. soul. I like it. I like yeah, it. Speaking awesome. of Texas music, I, I found out today that uh, Ian's band, Willow Creek Junction, is going to be on Made in Texas radio, like, uh, like doing some sort of a performance. So we will be. Are you? Yeah, do you know yeah. about this? Is this? Uh, well, will, I actually scheduled it, so I, I know something about it. Will this have already <laughs> happen by the time the show airs? Or is no, it no, out? this will be a couple weeks away. Okay, so uh, a couple weeks away. So how can be, can people go to like your band's website to find out? Yeah, you can go to. Uh, or you the, go to uh, MadeInTexasRadio.com. You can, yeah. yeah, you can look it up on. Uh, you can hear us on Made in Texas. They've been uh, spinning. I think we got three uh, songs on there already. Nice. Two or three. Um, uh, you can download it uh, anywhere. You can you know uh, anywhere from the cloud, SoundCloud, any of those mm-hmm. places. Um, so yeah, you can find us Willow Creek Junction. Nice. Well, go check it out. We're we're all about promoting the music here on uh, Love it. Smoking and Toasting. Now, um, I uh, we're we're about to sample some of this artisanal mezcal. By about to, you mean uh, yeah. keep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and somebody asked uh, during the break, well, what is the difference between tequila and mezcal? So the easiest explanation that I can give you is Essentially, tequila is a type of mezcal. While mezcal can be produced from up to 50 different species of the agave plant, tequila can only be made from just one, agave tequilina Weber, or Weber Blue Agave. But there are another 49 species of agave plant, and mezcal can come from those. those, And mezcal is almost always, perhaps not in every case, but it's almost always smokier in flavor mm-hmm. and so i'm this very one, curious about what you think this, about this uh, one uh mezcal uh, this uh nuestra soledad um uh mezcal is uh no exception it is smoky it is mm-hmm. also delicious does this strike you as sort of the agave equivalent of what a peated scotch would be like in, in other words is is this to tequila uh, a non-smoky tequila, what a peated scotch would be to a non-peated scotch. I think um, is there a comparison we can draw there? Well, I think what I think there's a certain uh, palate that you need when you if, if you like tequila, mm-hmm. this is tequila like, but mm-hmm. it's not tequila uh, as you probably know it if you just drink regular tequila. It is smoky and it's it's there's a lot of flavors that happen in mezcal that you don't generally get in tequila. Right. There's a very wide range of flavors and they can be fruity, they can be earthy, um, they can be uh, very cactusy. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot well, of those things that happen. So it's kind of an interesting thing. So I guess maybe uh, you 
if you don't immediately like it, you might want to try a few, kind of like peated scotches. Right. If you don't immediately <clears throat> like a peated scotch, it doesn't mean that you hate all peated scotch generally. It means you should probably try a few. And I think people overgeneralize a little bit in both right. cases. If you started with Lafrag and that was just a bit too much, that might be a little bit. Maybe there are some <laughs> others where you could uh, uh, go move gently. I'd like into to the dabble peated. with some peat. Can I try that art bag? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> probably not probably your not, best yeah. choice. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, now I will say tequila is actually my favorite of all. The spirits. I love as a great tequila. As a person who absolutely loves tequila, how do you feel about this? Um, I will say that Mezcal has taken me some time. I am in the process of developing a much broader appreciation for it than I did at first. At first, I was like, this is great and all, but I'd rather just have tequila without the the smoke great no is that like ethanol great no it's very simple yeah. yes. great no yeah um <laughs> but uh, but to me it has taken me coming back to mezcal and continuing to try it and beginning to develop an appreciation for it. and that's very similar to how i was about peated scotch when we first started this show i was not a person who would drink a peated scotch we had some on the show mm -hmm. and i was like Okay, I kind of get it. And then over time, I've developed an appreciation for it to where I have a couple bottles in my bar now. So, yeah. uh, so, and, and so I'm kind of the same way with mezcal. Uh, but my wife, for example, who loves tequila, doesn't Not care at all, for huh? mezcal at all. Yeah. yeah. So, but that just means I'll drink the I, rest of the What are your feelings bottle. on it? Have you had uh, much in the way of mezcal? So, I have not had a whole lot in the way of mezcal. Um, I've had it a couple of times. Uh, to me, it's like, you know, the difference between 87 and 93 octane. Like, it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's really strong. Uh, uh, and I've had some great nights on tequila. I wish I could remember them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's what I like about whiskey is I the tend thing, to pace myself a little better. The thing yeah. about tequila that I've discovered is everyone who's ever had it, even one time, has a tequila story. Uh, well, I like to refer to it as the tequila incident. <laughs> the te You've had exactly. one. Exactly. That would be a great name for a band, by the yes. way. Yes. The tequila the incident. The great tequila incident. <laughs> I love that. A lot of, lot of musical so this is. I think this is today. pleasant. I, I tend to look at, um, and this is a little bit overproof, too. This is coming in at 48%. Um, right. But I tend to look at mezcal as just something different. I don't try to compare it to tequila. I just look at it as something different, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, even though it's made with the same family of, uh, of plant. Uh, and I, I kind of enjoy it. I like the smokiness. It's not something I generally want to sit down and drink a whole bunch of all at once. But a glass or two is very nice. And speaking of overproofed, by the way, just want to mention that Sam Adams' Utopias is back. Really? Yes, they've just released it. This is a multi-monster beer that is uh, so strong, it's prohibited in 15 states in the U.S. Wow. Yeah, there are 15 states where it is over the legal ABV limit that you're allowed to sell a beer. If you figure your typical IPA comes in at about 7%, a bourbon barrel-aged stout may hit 13, 14. Well, hold on, to, hold on though, mm -hmm. because... Uh, the um, the uh, 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 120 minute IPA from Dogfish Head generally comes in around 18. Yeah, and I think this is bigger than that. They say it has it, to be if they're, if they're yeah. just going to limit it like that. They say it doesn't taste like a beer and it's characterized as being more like a cognac or a port. You don't chill <laughs> Utopias. Uh, you drink it in small servings at room temperature, preferably in. 
I mean, uh, a snifter. I, yeah. I don't know if you've got TMTs nearby. Yeah, uh, they release it every other year. So this yeah. is it. This is an on this year. Is the on so year. Yeah. If you uh, want it and you are not in one of those fifteen states, uh, start looking. Go to uh, Sam Adams' website. I believe it's bostonbeercompany.com and uh, you can probably track down where you can find it closest uh, to you. All right, we got to take a break. We still have uh, drinking news on the way and uh, much, much more. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We mentioned the Sam Adams Utopia in the last segment. Yes. Uh, this is a highly proofed uh, beer, uh, and it is so highly proofed that it is unavailable in 15 states, and here they are. If you live in Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, or West Virginia, you cannot buy Sam Adams Utopia no in your state. You. Yeah. But most of those states sound like they're a state that has a neighboring or adjacent state yes. where you could probably find it. So. See, now, isn't that, to me, wouldn't that just bump it up into the liquor and they should sell it at the liquor stores well, so that you could have the availability? So what's interesting is that there are certainly liquors like, that are liquors available in, I was gonna say, that kind of proof that yeah, you can buy. Yeah. I mean, so well, why is that particular high gonna beer? Be, it's not going to be 40% like a standard liquor. It's going mm-hmm. to be something less than that. Yeah, so you think they could bump it up and sell it at liquor stores or something. Yeah, there, but right? for whatever reason, most uh, those states There's, outlaw beers that go the, above. I, I, it's going to uh, be one of those things. Where it's because it's called beer, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because people think that's because, easy to because uh, it's un, uh, unfortunately you can't classify it that way. Right. But making beer that high of a, an ABV is not. Uh, I, I, when they classify beer, I think a lot of states have a limit on when you when you call it beer, you can only have this much ABV in mm-hmm. it in general. Mm-hmm. And so, I, which is weird because there's tons of drinks like uh, uh, if you're coming between. Like wine is fourteen ish percent generally, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, so between wine and uh, and liquor is liqueur, right? So maybe yeah. they just need to categorize it, but they can't call it, you know, Sam Adams liqueur. The wine that drinks That's like weird. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that? Sound, but what, what was the champagne of beers? Was that Miller High? Yes. Miller, yeah. The Miller, yeah. the champagne of champagne beers. Champagne of beers. Not. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember they had that commercial uh, where like the guy would call and be like, uh, "This is what's happening in my life. Am I am I living the high life?" Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was really sad. The greatest beer, in my opinion. Greatest beer advertising campaign of all time actually belongs to a beer I can't stand. Belongs to Bud Light, but they had that. Remember that the campaign? Real Men of Genius. Well, that was pretty oh, good. That was good. good. But, but I, I like the one where uh, the the guy uh, is is waiting at the airport, like the driver. He's waiting there and, and uh, for like the limo service or whatever, and he's holding a six pack of the beer, and and the guy gets off the plane and he says, Mister. Galakowitz or whatever, oh, and the guy yeah. goes, "Yes, I am." Yes, because I am. Like, that was a good campaign. I remember that one. And they yes. only ran it for like a month, and then yeah. they switched off to something no, else. The real man of genius was hilarious. that was good. That was good. The guy yeah. that invented the taco salad. I mean, come yeah. on. And and listen, I know it's like 
stupid now. But the first time I saw the was uh, uh, that cracked me up. Come on, it was it was funny for a while, right? Right? Yeah, it, it was. was. All right, the five most expensive cigars in the world. I found this great website called, believe it or not, insidermonkey.com. Insider monkey. Yeah, I know. And be careful be by the way. A few ways. If you misspell that, you may get an entirely different website. But <laughs> but just be careful. Uh, but they listed the five most expensive cigars in the world. Uh, at number five, with a retail price of $1,150, the Gurkha Black Dragon. And, of course, the, the you know, wonder, frustrating thing. I wonder if it explodes when you Yeah, the frustrating thing about fire. the Black Dragon is it's more than $1,000 and it explodes when you, uh, uh, when you <laughs> eat and smoke it because it's a Gurkha. Number four is the King of Denmark. Current retail price, $4,500. The King of uh, Denmark. In, in, they... They, Who makes that? Uh, it's a, uh, a cigar that can be customized according to the buyer's liking. They can add gold foil. Uh, they can also add precious metals. Uh, Swarovski crystals, uh, but it doesn't say here who actually makes it. So you can bling uh, your cigar you bling with your Swarovski cigar. crystals at fifty-one thousand six hundred thirty-four dollars. The Regius double 51, Corona fifty-one thousand. Fifty-one thousand. It's more than an, just an indulgent puff. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So yeah. Uh, it, the package includes, by the way, regret. a thousand tailor-made cigars. I, mean, I think you can buy a UC8 for that much, yeah, right? I think you can buy the UFC <laughs> for that much. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, at number two, and a retail price of $507,000, Mayan Sicars, S-I-C-A-R-S. They're known to have originated from the Mayan civilization from the 12th century. And finally, at number one, another Gurkha. It's the $1.36 million Gurkha Royal Courtesan Cigar. And if you buy that, I need to talk to you about some swampland just a little west of Houston. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know you wanted one. I would have brought one with me. We'll be right back. It's Smoking and Toasting. <laughs> Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. I love those things. By the way, I, I just and this mezcal, real good. Give you just a little bit more information about this one point three six million dollar Gurkha cigar, the Royal Courtesan cigar. Uh, it is made in the Dominican Republic in Honduras, featuring an exquisite blend of what is said to be the finest Himalayan tobacco. But here's the part I love: the Dominican tobacco plants. Are uniquely watered with bottled Fiji water only, <coughs> giving the cigar a distinctive flavor and aroma. Okay. I, it's then, I have no words. It's then gracefully wrapped with gold leaf, secured by a band adorned with dazzling diamonds totaling five carats. So the cigar band, which I guess you wear later, I don't know. It's five carats of diamonds in it. It comes with a band? Do <laughs> and they then, play at your wedding? And then to elevate <laughs> its luxury, it's infused with the prestigious Here, honey, Martin's this is for you. Black Pearl Louis the Thirteenth, valued at $224,000 per bottle. So. It's, it's wow! Also, it's also so you get you get like accoutrement with it. Yeah, it's not like yeah. you just will smoke so, this and it'll be gone. Right. So now you understand why Gurkha wasn't all that worried about their lower price cigars that exploded on people. They right. were busy like watering plants with Fiji bottled water. I only need to sell one. Right. And exactly. I'll be a millionaire. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> Once I cover overhead. Good night, Cleveland. We're done. Thank you. Oh man. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how much does 
you know, a whole bunch of bottles of Fiji water cost. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, there you go. With that as our preamble, I think we have really nothing further that we could do to follow that up. But head right to <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. The segment of the program that has become, uh, you know, unfathomably popular. Uh, but it is our our part of the show that we always say uh, includes news stories that are sometimes, not always, about drinking, but that are always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And we have, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, had to take the gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. That made my heart like <laughs> thump out of my chest, guys. That was that was awesome. That was fantastic. That was great fun. Well, <clears throat> when it comes to impersonations, here at Drinking News, we feel like it, it's safe to say they can be a bit of a mixed bag. And we've all got that friend that believes that they do a perfect impersonation of Christopher Walken. And if we're honest about it, you know, if we're honest about it, despite the fact that they let us know that we're going to want that cowbell, it's actually pretty annoying. Uh, I don't know if you remember Rich Little, but he used to be on TV all the time when I was a little kid. And while some of his impersonations were pretty good, something about him was pretty irritating as well. I don't know. I never was able to quite put my finger on it, but something just just something. I will admit though, I do love Frank Caliendo's John Madden impression. Oh, yes. It's it's just like aces. And James Austin Johnson on Saturday Night Live does a Donald Trump that's actually more believable than Donald Trump himself. Like it's it's spot I, yeah, like on. It's spot on. So, uh, but while ce- celebrity impersonations are all well and good for celebrities, it's worth noting that much like superpowers, impersonation should always be used for good and not for, evil. for evil. If you need a doctor, you need to see a real one, not just some dude getting his jollies by impersonating one, right? You know, same for other professions like firefighters or paramedics or airline pilots. You definitely want the real deal in cases like that. And the same goes for police officers and even for Border Patrol agents. In fact, impersonating a cop here in our home state of Texas is punishable by two or more years in prison and a maximum $10,000 fine. Now, that may seem like a lot, but you might be able to guess where the penalty is harsher, indicating that this must be a real problem there. That's right. You guessed it. In Florida, Florida man. In Florida, impersonating a police officer is punishable by up to 15 years in prison and 15 years of probation, as well as the $10,000 fine. None of which has apparently stopped a Florida man. Florida <laughs> man. A Florida man from using his white Chevy Silverado to impersonate an officer all over the Sunshine State, according to officials in DeSoto County. 
The Florida man's truck is equipped with flashing red and blue lights and bears decals on the side that indicate that the man is operating in an official capacity. That that seems like it would look like a cop truck, right? Mm-hmm. But people who've seen this law enforcement impersonator have noticed something different about the markings on his vehicle. According to reports... And a photo, which we can show you here if you're watching the video version of the show. Photo of Florida man. The Florida man's truck is clearly labeled Booty Patrol. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Of course is it he, is. Sure. Well, hold on. Is he in Booty County? <laughs> because Florida. Because Florida. Yes. A deputy with the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office pulled over the white Chevy Silverado pickup last week and issued the driver a Gabriel Luviano of Bradenton a $113 citation for adding red and blue lights to his ride. The Sheriff's <laughs> Office apparently not amused at being the butt of the joke? The booty of the uh, joke. Accused uh. Luviano of impersonating law enforcement and posted several images of the vehicle on Facebook to raise awareness among uh, community members. For his part, Luviano saying it was all, you know, just to have a little fun, you know, he says, <laughs> of the idea with the mirroring decals. It was never my intent to pull people over or nothing. Hmm. The police reports do not indicate whether the uh, whether or not the Florida man has had any actual success in his patrolling for booty. And here at Drinking News, we're going to make an educated guess. Seeing as, how, <laughs> seeing as how women just love that kind of humor, uh, oh, yeah. we're going to make hilarious. an educated guess that his percentage of success has been, in fact, a number not likely to be larger than zero. Uh, it's kind of like those guys with the T-shirt or bumper sticker that says, No Fat Chicks. Uh, it's not... What about the FBI one? It's not the difficult. See, body see that, I was, that's what I was thinking, is like the, the female booby inspector or something. And I was thinking, does that guy like take precedence? Can he go to when he's pulled over someone and be like, I'm sorry, this is now my case because yeah, I'm the FBI. I have, I have yeah, jurisdiction. I have jurisdiction over this <laughs> female body inspector. You know, the no fat chicks guys, it's not difficult to guess that while they've successfully avoided any encounters with fat chicks... The truth is they've not had any luck with chicks at all. Yeah, uh, yeah you kind of like chicks in general. Again, I'm no expert on the fairer sex, but my best guess is these kind of guys, you know, these things work about as well on women as Carrot Top's comedy routine works on audiences or as, as Wiley Coyote's traps work on the freaking Roadrunner, which is to say a swing and a miss. <laughs> Still, one has to feel for the young Florida man who seems destined to pick up more citations than actual booty. Uh, so with a certain amount of introspection, I've been inspired once again to write a few lines of poetry. Okay, give me, give me a second. Let me give you some... Uh... You know, writing poetry is how I'm often able to express my inner feelings. And I hope you'll allow me to share my inspired prose with you now. It goes a little something like this. A Florida man... Desperately searching for companionship of the female version. Simply thought it his duty to patrol for some booty. But sadly, y'all, he's still a virgin. (laughs) Reporting live from Florida, where I don't understand why my t-shirt that says, I'm not a gynecologist, but I'll take a look, doesn't seem to be working. (laughs) 
My name is Cruz, and that is your drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time for oh, drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> oh, well done, sir. Well, you know, any chance to go into Limerickville? I take it. I take it. You know, that's just that's just to me. That is. That is the epitome of the poetic expression. That's just pretty amazing, especially yeah. when we when we uh, do a little backdrop with the music underneath yeah. it. It's it, it becomes I, very it, emotional. I get I'm, I'm teared up right now. Yeah. I'm a little emotional about the whole thing. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? I uh, during that uh, emotional drinking news, I actually spilled my mezcal. Uh-oh. So I may need you to while you're doing that. I'm going to get our last beer because that's this. a that's a good idea. Mezcal, your mezcal broke basically. Oh yeah, it, 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 broke. It, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this, uh, you know, they say if if you're having a few things to drink, which we certainly have, that you should probably have some to eat as well. And I'm wondering if this imperial stout will uh, qualify as that because it is, in fact, Cheers. a very Snickers fiber. Yes, well, hold it back up to the yeah. yeah. Does does definitely give you kind of the idea of what they want to go for yeah, there. Yeah, he said he likes chewy beers. Yeah, this uh, this is an interesting beer because, as I think Ian pointed out, uh, I don't believe we've had a beer from this particular uh, yeah, brewery on the show before. The, uh, One that has nougat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we did have that. Ian brought it in. Oh yeah. There was, there was nougat in the beer. It wasn't wasn't a good thing. I just think. Uh, you're just don't want to like anything I bring in. Yeah, well, you think that's uh, you think that's the case? I don't know. Have you tried bringing in something better? Yeah. That, thank you. Thank well, you. The first time I brought in Malort, you didn't like it, so I brought yeah. in the barrel aged Malort. Yeah. Weirdly enough, you didn't it was, like that. It was either. so much better. Thank God for barrel aging. Uh, you know, you know, barrel aging. I'd, I'd love to have been there, to have been a fly on the wall, at the at the distillery. When the master distiller takes the sip of the Malort and says, "You know what? This is actually heinous. You know what it. <laughs> you know what it needs. Barrel aging. Barrel aging. That's yes. what it needs. Uh, it's all the rage now. I just want to point out, by the way, that everyone's doing it. Ian has poured this uh, this imperial stout that looks like a Snickers uh, bar on the label. There's actually a film on the top of this. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, by the way. The, the, you know, the little yeah, oil slick going it on? Yeah, it's like an oil slick. It looks like a dirty oil slick. It oh, does. yeah, I see the titles rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is this no kind of I have to milk? tell you, okay, this, if you take away the um, maple syrup smell, this smells yeah. not too different than the first beer we yeah. had today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh? God oh, no. Us. I said the wrong movie. Is this There Will Be Blood? That's the one I was thinking of. That's the oil, yes. that's the oil movie, right? Black yeah. Gold. Yeah. I get those two it's confused. Not they, they came out in the same year, and they were both, like, amazing. So. Ooh, I like that. Mm. So this one has a bit of burnt caramel in it as well. Yes, but it's not oppressive. But it's not the bad part. <laughs> it's not oppressive like the... Uh, uh, like the Urban South when they were, you know, I'm actually really bummed that I didn't like that because I love Urban South. I they, really they have so many. They different have beers. some great IPAs. They have some amazing, uh, amazing lagers. They're just they're such. We a need great to get brewery. them back in. I think. I think we do. Have we had them? I don't think we had Urban South in. Have we? Yeah, we had them right when they uh, opened right up. Right when their they opened. Okay. Here, yeah. well, we need to. We need to definitely have them on the show again. Uh, I mean, we're but smart let me like tell you, that. We try to get people about, in. Let me tell you about this. This is a wonderful, wonderful beer. It tastes like eating a candy bar. But yeah. you didn't like the first beer I brought. It, I don't was, understand it was you too, anymore. It was too burnt. 
<laughs> I mean, it, it was did too, have a little bit of burnt caramel. Yeah, it had a lot of burnt and caramel. some chunks. Some, this, like if you look closely, this has a little bit. You've heard and of it getting works. too turnt? Well, this is too burnt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that we had a turnt reference on the chart. That is so good. That is so good. Um, I'm I'm the kind of guy that grew up putting uh, honey roasted peanuts inside my Dr Pepper. And I love oh, yeah. like the oh, peanuts that I yeah, taste in this. Yeah, it is totally. so good. Totally. You know, it, this is you know, this is pretty like, outrageous. What I like to do with peanuts is I like to buy the, the roasted in the shell peanuts. Yeah. And then I put them on a uh, a pizza pan and put them in the oven and roast them more because oh. they're better if they're more. Roasted. I worked with a guy who occasionally would eat peanuts up at work, but he would eat them one at a time. Like one peanut. Like one peanut at a time. It I'll come back very later bizarre for more. to watch. <laughs> I'll come back later for more. <laughs> it, was, it was very bizarre to watch. Like, who does that? Apparently, this guy uh, named Dale that I knew. I eat one chip as well. Uh, Imperial Ale, uh, <laughs> Imperial Stout brewed with uh, lactose, milk chocolate, nougat, peanuts, and caramel. Yes, there is nougat. So, in there is nougat in there. We <laughs> really <laughs> confirmed this. Yeah, wow. uh, coming in at eleven percent alcohol by volume. Mm. What do you think, Ian? Do you like this? I actually do. I like it a lot. Yeah, it, I it, like it. It, do, it is a little Snickers-ish, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It has it really that does. combination It really of does have that. Like, it doesn't I, disappoint on I that. I don't know. All smiles for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with Chris on this one. I like the peanutty thing going on in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as nougat goes, maybe. Nougat's a weird substance. It's just spun sugar, isn't it? It's kind of like... It's just Basically. it's just a weird substance, right? What was that song? This is spin spin sugar. Was that, <laughs> spin, that what spin sugar? You know yeah. what's weird no, that's, though that's is this nugent. has a little bit. Oh, <laughs> no, that's a different kind of sugar he's talking about. Uh, uh, not not nugent. Yeah, it's, it's got nougat. Nugent. Um, nugent having nugent in there is uh, <laughs> definitely more rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. And this has this has a thinner <laughs> mouse feel than I would have expected as I slop yeah. it all over myself. More rock and roll and a little more bigoted. Uh, We will take this break and come back uh, and wrap up the show. Thank you for being a part of Smoking and Toasting. It's late in the show. Nobody will pay attention. Nobody cares. Nobody else is in this part. We'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. Not quite my tempo. Back. It's actually one of my <laughs> This is a really great song, but the guitar player is a little flat on this. I think it, just, it doesn't sound quite right to me. I don't know what I don't know what that's all about. Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Uh, our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. It's show number three hundred and fifty three, and we are so glad you joined us for it. And and I just best it, one ever. This has been like a, a really really fun show. It really has. By the way, I just want to go back to this uh, to this beer that we tried in the last segment. And Ian's pouring it now, and it looks even more Snickers-like. Yeah, I don't know it why. Looks Maybe it's like just, a Snickers. It, it kind of does. Like, really like is. a liquid like Snickers. Yeah. It's a little yeah. chunky on the bottom end of that one. This is from <laughs> Magnify. It's from Magnify Brewing Company, and it's called Hungry. I said it like that because there's a question mark at the end. There's a question mark. You're hungry? Uh, it's their Imperial Stout. They're from Fairfield, New Jersey, and uh, I think this is really delicious. But that one looks even more delicious because of the foam somehow. Is that one mine? No, this one's mine. No, no that I'm one's yours. I know. I poured it. I poured an extra one. I wanted to see. Like this has got some chunky stuff in it. Oh well. See, I I, I kind of check out with the nougat in the. And, and look close at the foam. The foam is a little bizarre. Is it dome the foam, foam is actually, the bubbles are big enough, they look like actual peanuts. Crunchy. 
Okay, this tastes even more Snickers-ish. I bet. Yeah. Than than the other one did because it had all the stuff. I didn't this know I needed peanutty. to gently roll the bottle all, yeah. before I poured it. But mm. oh, you should see what's stuck to the bottom of this thing. Or I should not. And should just, have shaken it before you. <laughs> I should not and just take your uh, word for it. Noted. So, uh, fun show today. Thank you so much for uh, uh, Chris Collins for Thank coming you. in, providing us Honored. some music. The, honestly, this is the first time other than our, our theme songs that we've uh, done you know uh, musical uh, performances on the show and i think it's good i think we should do this more often hey i will come back anytime well honestly even if y'all don't invite me back i'm probably going to show up every week so. yeah we call that the <laughs> we call that the alan denny effect is what yes. we call that and uh, it's when people just crash the show and and go hey i'm here but as long as you like bring something good to drink with you we generally allow it so yeah see then um, you're not the guy that crashed the show then you're the guy that showed showed up with right. beer yeah, so, exactly. uh, be careful because so, if you do that, we'll stick a mic in your face. Yeah, hey, exactly. Man. It's what we do. Uh, your uh, new album uh, comes out day after tomorrow. It's called what? Lonesome Soul. And his name is Chris with a K, Chris Collins. And uh, you can find him on all the major streamers. Mm -hmm. And you can also find you at your Chris website ChrisCollinsMusic.com. ChrisCollinsMusic.com. Buy him, support uh, independent artists. And he's going to like uh, take us out. With the final song here, for the show. here. So. this is the uh, first single off the new album. It's called "Love You More Now." Sitting in the Mustang, staring at forever. I can see my future in your eyes. Dancing at grandma's to big green tractor I knew then that you would change my life A first kiss felt like 120 with the top down Every day since, like heaven has come down Remember when we took our vows I loved you then, but I love you more now I loved you then, but I love you more now Had a house full of love, big and strong Didn't know what we were missing, the baby came along now you're raising our baby, sweet and true One more amazing thing I love about you A first kiss felt like 120 with the top down Every day since, like heaven has come down Remember when we took our vows I loved you then, but I love you more now I loved you then, but I love you more now I loved you then, but I love you more now He is Chris Collins, ladies and gentlemen And that will be released in two days So go and find it Thank you, Chris, for being on the show today It's an honor, uh, thank you For bringing us uh, some great music Thank you guys for being here For Smoking and Toasting, episode 353 Next week, we talk all about bourbon terminology And we'll drink some bourbon And it'll be awesome Bourbon nomenclature Have a great week, my friends And uh, cheers, y'all Cheers, y'all 
first kiss felt like 120 with the top down every day since like heaven has come down remember when we took our vows i loved you then but i love you more now i loved you then but i love you more now i loved you then but i love you more now i loved you then but i love you more now Woo!